what really excites somebody to to join a company? Why do they stay at the company? And every person you talk to has a different story. And so it's hard to just generalize. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful. Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization. Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking. A good experience pays dividends down the line. Stereotypes tend to break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, it's Ben. I recorded this episode at the last live event, which seems like a thousand years ago now, prior to travel shutting down due to COVID-19 with Amit Parmar, who's a talent and HR leader from Unisys. I had the honor of hosting a panel at the I Am Phenom event with Amit and other executives from Merck, Hilton, and more. We looked at how AI is going to change the work we do and how it's not going to change a single thing. I touched on some of that conversation here with Amit. I hope you really enjoy it. Now, on with the show. Hey, this is Ben Eubanks, host of We're Only Human. Really glad to have you here today. We're going to have a fun conversation. I'm excited about it. My guest has already told me a few minutes ago he is passionate about the topic, and so we'll get you will you will pick that up very quickly. So we're actually here in Philadelphia this week um, at a conference and have been talking a lot about town experience, what that looks like. And I had the chance yesterday to lead a panel with a handful of superstars on it. And one of those panelists is actually here today. His name is Amit Parmer. He is the He's one of the talent leads over at Unisys. I'll let you give us the actual title, but sure. welcome, Amit. Sure. Thank you. you. Thank you so much, Ben, and uh, just excited to be here with you. I'm Amit Parmar, as you said. I work for Unisys Corporation, about 20,000 associates, give or take, about $2 billion in revenue at the moment. We're based right here outside of Philadelphia, and it was an exciting conversation yesterday around how AI and automation is going to, is here, mm-hmm. and is, is, it is certainly changing the way we work and how we think about work. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're not at work, when you're not thinking or writing or talk, sitting on a panel, talk about AI, what do you like to do? Oh, um, uh, I'm a big uh, sports fan, so okay. actually very big on NFL. All right. I love playing fantasy football. I do uh, volunteer, so I actually coach flag football, U8, awesome. uh, with my son. And of course, just really you know, stand, stand on top of what's going on around the world. That can be a full-time job in itself, <laughs> much less being a dad and everything else. Goodness, there's plenty going on. So one of the – you mentioned a minute ago, right? One of the things we talked about yesterday was this, this conversation around AI and talent. So give us a little bit of insight there. What, what are you thinking about that? How is AI being used in that space? What does it look like today? Yeah, I would say it's uh, it's fairly immature from my perspective at the moment. There's there is a lot there's a lot that can be done with with there's a lot of data that companies are gathering right about associates. You, you take a look at engagement surveys, and of course it's all anonymous data, you know GDPR compliant and and all of that. But I, what I do believe with the advancements in technology and and the need for more transparency from from our associates and the workforce in general. What I really see happening is we are now able to really start to look at the overall experience, right, backed by data. Now, where I do see from a talent perspective, AI kind of helping uh, talent as well as business leaders um, is to start to look at and pinpoint those areas where we can 
frankly, in my as, as we talked yesterday, we can be more human, where we start to really get at, okay, what what really excites somebody to, to join a company? Why do they stay at the company? And every person you talk to has a different story. And so it's hard to just generalize. that It's okay to generalize that this is what the company's about, but when you get to the personalized level, everybody has a different story. So the challenge we have on our hand is how do we start to take a look at kind of signals that people, just like you and I, are constantly providing, right? A feedback loop, if you will. And how do you start to take a look at that? And that's where I think AI still needs to get a little more mature. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of my view with AI and, and talent in general. It's, it's funny because I think back to the time where I was at a much smaller company, but in the same seat, right, leading the function and, and dealing with the people. And the things that I thought were the most impactful, like we're really developing great leaders and we're, you know, we're, we're bringing on that talent that it wasn't a quick phone call and they quickly accept, right? It was, we had to woo them and, and bring them in and get them introduced to our culture. Those kinds of things, very high touch, and you can't scale that up easily, right? right. I don't know about you, but I have yet to meet a company with unlimited budget. <laughs> do that. But AI helps us do those kinds of things sure. because it can get rid of some of the minutiae, those, the grunt work, I like to call it, those things that pull us away from those more strategic activities and allow us that free time to do those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Ben. And, and I think what's, what's happening is when you look at personas, you have the HR leaders, you have the business leaders, you have line managers, and then you have customers, external customers. So when you start to kind of look at those personas, it, I, would, I would actually argue that all of those personas are being impacted by AI, right? And how do you, how do you really start to map, if you will, how those jobs or the work or the expectations are evolving, right? And I have yet to see, and I'm not saying we have all the answers, but I have yet to see kind of the evolution of, of mapping out those personas in, in depth where we can say, okay, if I'm, if, if I'm a recruiter, this is really how my job is going to change. If I'm a sourcer, speaking the HR language now, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is how AI is going to help me to be kind of superhuman, if you will, right? And and we could we could get to kind of in depth discussions about each of those personas. I do see even the the manager, or we call it the leader within the Unisys construct. I do see the leader's role evolving as well with help from AI. Mm-hmm. So, you know, imagine predictive analytics where. You have a team, you look at your team skill set, performance feedback loops that the leader doesn't even have to provide one-to-one on a regular basis. Kind of AI is doing that for the leader because there's so much data, like I said before, is generated by people and uh, knowledge workers as well as just the workforce in general. And so the way I see, and again, this is my opinion only, not Unisys, but my opinion is that the leader's role will kind of more evolve into, frankly, being kind of the, the people champion where they're really understanding what really drives that individual and helping them through the career journey it may be or really being passionate about their careers, helping them out through the process, right, versus spending time on, hey, I've got to approve expenses, i got to, right, uh, i got to look at time and attendance sheets, all of those kind of mundane tasks, which, to be honest, in my view, are checking the box, which we believe AI can easily kind of take over, to really allow the leader to be a leader. And again, to allow HR professionals to also really connect the dots with, with the people. What about the change management aspect of that? Are they going, oh, are, you, are the leaders going to be 
worried about, again, I'm not speaking about your company, but more generally, right. Right. a lot of leaders are not great people managers. Right? They're not good at focusing on the talent. They're, they're great at whatever job they're doing technically, but they don't always focus on how to develop and grow their people. And so are they, at the same time, are they going to be somewhat worried about, well, you know, I don't want that, that algorithm or that bot, that machine making that decision on how to manage my people or give me recommendations. Are you, do you think there's going to be some change management aspect to that? Absolutely, yeah. And that's, uh, I would say that's, that's no more change than what leaders have gone through or even just we have gone through in the past with, with other digital revolutions right? or other industrial revolutions. One thing I love about people in general is we're adaptable. If I think about how we got here, Right? Uh, I think a lot of these things we actually did to ourselves, meaning the processes that we have kind of you know, built over time. It happens in, in large companies, small companies. It happens everywhere. People make decisions on processes without really kind of that scaffolding kind of view around what the future looks like. So we, in my mind, we have kind of done some of this to ourselves in terms of the tactical aspects of of the job of the leader. We could actually do away with some of that, not even AI. Let's just say, do we even need, why do you need to approve, hmm. why do you need three management changes to approve a $500 spend, right? So there is that bit of it, and, and it is a cultural kind of shift at, at the company level as well as just, frankly, at the global level, right? How do you, how do you really start to, number one, do away with things that you don't need, so what I call kind of asset light kind of a model, and number two, what we do need, really question why we need it. Is, is it a legal requirement or is this something that we've imposed on ourselves and frankly taken away the, the true meaning of, of people leadership, Yes. right? I do think it's not late. I do think we can go back to kind of basics of connecting with the people. The change management absolutely is, is a key element around how we, how we kind of redefine the role of, of a leader, as well as the role of the HR function. I'm going to tell you a quick story before I ask you another question, because I think you'll, you might appreciate this. Based on that last comment about, do we even need to do these things anymore? The first HR job I ever had uh-huh. was as glamorous as probably everybody's first HR job, right? I was pushing paperwork and filing and all the other fun stuff. And after I'd been to that company, with that company for a few years, I found another role somewhere else. And I let them know. And so we all sat down as a team of six or eight HR people to talk about what's going to happen to the stuff that Ben was doing when Ben leaves. And ultimately the decision, as painful as it was for me to sit there for an hour and watch this debate, they're like, we really don't need to do that stuff anymore. I'm like, on one hand, I'm like, okay, good. They're not going to be in a hard spot. On the other, I've done this for for two years now and no one even needed it done. I could have done other things that mattered more to the company and, and serve people in a different kind of way. So that's the, as you're talking about, like, we might need to evolve what jobs look like. There are still those kinds of things happening every day where we're like, that really doesn't add any value at all. We've just done it that way for a long time. We're going to keep right. doing it until something shocks the system enough to make us change. Abs- absolutely. And you've you got to look at every, every kind of piece of work. And it's, it's, it's hard work, right, to really start to map out actual work. You have job descriptions. You have, you know, leveling. You have all of that. You have kind of structures in place that serve a purpose. But at the same time, in in the age of digital transformation, you really have to start to look at what what is that work, and really start to map out like how is how is AI, you know, digitalization, automation, how is that going to really change the very nature of that job? And in a very simplistic way, companies tend to overcomplicate just because. (laughs) And it's 
it is it, it's it's the nature of how big they are or or frankly like the, some of the baggage that they carry historically so you really have to start thinking differently as, as HR and talent and business leaders. There's a gentleman, I cannot remember his name, but he's written a book like In Praise of Bureaucracy, like mm-hmm. the things that being organized has led us to be able to do. But at the, on the flip side, he's like too much leads to these kind of things here where you're like, that's just dragging down the process. There's, there's you know, six approvals to get someone a, a T-shirt for a new employee, like those kind of things that's right. that's that right. just don't add any value and people end up hating the process, even though it's just... That's right. That's right. We'll be right back to We're Only Human in just a moment. In the middle of the coronavirus shutdown, I had the honor of hosting HR Summer School for several thousand professionals in the HR space. The feedback was incredible. Comments like, this changed my life. My career will never be the same. And I finally see HR the way it should be. We covered topics like inclusive performance management, how to leave a legacy in HR, resilience, organizational trauma, and more. If you missed it and want to get the replay and 20 HRCI and SHRM credits, yes, that's 20, we have the replay available. Getting 20 credits at a conference can cost you thousands of dollars in registration fees, travel, and time. You can register for HR Summer School Replay at a fraction of that cost at humanresourcesacademy.org. If you use the promo code ONLYHUMAN at checkout, you get 20% off for being a podcast listener. That's humanresourcesacademy.org and promo code ONLYHUMAN for 20% off. Now, back to the show. So, I want to tee this up because I've heard from two people in the last day since the panel yesterday that that commented on the comment you made, and so they appreciated that. You said yesterday on the panel, asked the question, are chatbots AI and should it matter? And your response was, I don't care. And I think that was phenomenal, but I'd love for you to explain sure. why, because we didn't have a chance yesterday yeah. to talk through the why behind that, but I'd love for you to talk about why that is and, and what you're a- thinking. Absolutely, yeah, and and thank you for asking that question, because yeah. it, it did make me think quite a bit as well. And, you know, on one hand, you know, I, I do care technically, yes, but at a broader sense, I, I, I don't really care in the sense that this is technology that is here and for me it doesn't matter you know what what we call it or how we define it but what we do know is it is evolving how we do our jobs and so like the meta conversation that doesn't matter like we can <laughs> we can debate that all day long behind right. closed doors or you know over a drink right. but at the end of the day it's about solving a real problem and ultimately what do people care about right this is mm-hmm. this is what i mean about human connection and, and bringing making world more human with help from automation. And ultimately, what do people care about? What, what people care about is, hey, I've got, I've got this chatbot that some, you know, my leader just implemented. Well, how is my job going to change? And that's a conversation I think we need to be having and really starting to, as I said earlier, really starting to map out where, where do you have critical competencies in the company that are going to be the drivers of that organization, or the world for that matter, if you're a government where where do you have your critical infrastructure and your competencies? And then really start to map out, okay, what does this really mean if we were to either automate or you call it, right? But ultimately, the way I view AI is really, I, I, I view it automate. I call it automation. I call it analytics, deep insights, ability to make decisions. Ultimately, you can combine all of that and just basically in very simplistic terms, essentially say we're, we're going to use technology to make our society and, and people better. Love that. 
I love it. That's a great way to wrap it up today. So if someone wants to learn more, wants to follow you, wants to connect with you, see the kind of things that you're writing, because you write for Forbes sometimes, yes. right? Um, I know you got a piece coming out pretty soon. How can someone follow you? It's the best way to do that. Yeah, and thank you. Yes, I've got a Forbes article coming up. It's actually titled Human Connection in the Age of AI and Automation. Sounds familiar. Uh, absolutely, and and it's very much related to, to your book uh, as well, Ben. And if folks want to follow me, I'd, I'd love even just, just to connect with, with people who are, who are struggling or ch- challenged with the same challenges that I have uh, as a leader. Please do reach out on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me at Parmar Unisys. And at some point, hopefully, I'll, I'll start to kind of really, you know, get get a chat going on there. Awesome. I'll make sure and get the link to your profile in the show notes. So expect kind of the, the flurry of the flurry of invites in the coming weeks. Absolutely, um, Ben. Y'all Thank let you. him know if you're reaching out because you heard him on the podcast so he doesn't get freaked out by the by the sudden influx. Um, he works for a, a company that does cybersecurity and technology, right? So he does. he's on the lookout for those things. All right. Thank you so much for the conversation. Thank you. This Thank has been you, a lot ben. of fun. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. To everybody else, thank you for joining us on We're Only Human. This has been Eubanks, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit OnlyHumanShow.com.